0: hello guys and welcome back to believe in the magic part two of this mammoth of a show here on believe in the magic sponsored by lost in disney magic we're gonna go straight back in to the live action of disney magic and our next guest is truly magnificent please give it up for kimberly bouchard on believe in the magic podcast
1: (laughs) You're locked in to Believe in the Magic, the number one Disney hit music station, presented by Daniel Miller.
0: So we're joined now by Kimberly, who is the author and podcast host of Positively Disney. We are so privileged to have Kimberly on the show today. So welcome to the show.
2: Ah, oh, thanks, Daniel. I'm looking forward to it.
0: So you're a massive, I'd say a massive fan of Disney because you write the books of Positively Disney. And what would be your earliest memory of Disney?
2: You know what? Like so many of us that didn't have access to the parks, my earliest memory literally was Sunday night sitting on the floor in the living room watching the wonderful world of disney absolutely loved every single show and we never knew what was uh, going to be coming up and so absolutely that was my very first memory so my mom and dad provided the magic in our living room for us
0: and was that where your love and your passion came from and sparked the love for disney
2: you know what i have to say i would think that would be the the Earliest spark, of course, you know, being introduced to Disney, which is uh, such an amazing and fantastic element in itself. But to be honest with you, I think that my love for Disney grew exponentially as I got older. And uh, it particularly expanded when my husband introduced me to Walt Disney World. That was truly out of this world, to be honest with you. And because of that, we started bringing our children uh, when our youngest or our oldest was 14 months old. And then I was expecting the, uh, my other sons, we just could not stay away. I I just, so our kids kind of grew up with Disney because my husband and I love Disney. And, and then as you get older, it's not only about the attractions or the food or the smells, you know, I really feel that, um, the more I went, the more I really experienced the essence of Disney. That that love, that kindness, and all that was joyful and good about humanity, really. Well, that's
0: true because obviously I like Disney from a young age. Can't remember pinpoint the first moment that sparked the love for Disney. And I remember myself wanting to go to Disneyland Paris years ago. Um, um. Mum and dad was a little bit unsure at the start, so when went into the travel age, when I was about seven and said, um, I want to go to Disneyland Paris. They was like, well, maybe it's a bit cheaper to go to Walt Disney World. And obviously me not knowing a bit of what uh, the park's big, which is Walt Disney World at that age, it mm-hmm. was like, what's well, going to be the best park? So I remember going to Walt Disney World and I think the Walt Disney World aspect was my pinpoint of the magic. Because yeah. I got to see like, the characters and all that kind of stuff, but more that like you pinpoint when you get older. You seem mm-hmm. to appreciate the magic a little bit more than when you were a child. Yeah. And, this is true. And when you go to the park, you see, like, a teenagers, adults, being kids again. And that's one of the best feelings you can have probably in the parks because you can't have that at you. any other theme park across the world probably, uh, oh. unlike Disney. Yeah. For
3: and sure. For like sure. you
0: said before, Disney's grown so much and Walt Disney World is all changing all the time there's nothing one land staying the same it's always changing that was Walt's vision Mm -hmm. as well right Uh, what do you think about the changes coming to Walt Disney World and also the California parks
2: well you know what I think Change is good. I think that uh, all of us that are, uh, you know, like the familiarity of the park, sometimes change is hard, you know, change is, you you have these memories uh, surrounding certain things. And, uh, but I think that people need to trust the company. Uh, They have not failed us ever. And uh, I think it's just going to add to it. And, you know, we've got new, we've got generations upon generations coming up. So I think that you know, maintaining some of the uh, the classics is definitely so important, but expanding on new experiences, absolutely, uh, for that. Uh, I re- You know, when I rode uh, the, the Flight of Passage, the Banshee, I mean, it was, I cried, it was so intense, it was so incredible. I- I'm so grateful that they continue Walt's vision of evolving in the park, because I never would have experienced that. Before, you know. Yeah, and obviously I've never
0: experienced Pandora yet. Hopefully I'll enjoy that in twenty twenty one when I go again. Yeah. I can't wait for that. So obviously looking forward to Star Wars Galaxy Edge, another massive yeah. development happening in Hollywood Studios and also oh, the yeah. California Park. That's gonna be a great experience um, to be able to walk around the different lands in the Star Wars universe. And also obviously just announced in Paris the Marvel Studios. Yeah. Seems to That's... be such an epic investment in the Disneyland Paris parks.
2: Yeah, they have not done a lot of refurbishment in the par- that park at all, I don't believe. Because I've I've been there, of course, to and to Disneyland and, and Walt Disney World, but I don't think I think they're a little bit behind as far as refurbishment, aren't they?
0: They are behind and obviously yeah. today Bob Iger announced the big expansions of Frozen Land, but mm. uh, different kinds of different lands. Marvel Galaxy's Edge is also coming to Paris, happening in three different stages, all starting in in 2021. I think it's the biggest expansion in Disneyland Paris since the opening in 1992.
2: Wow. Well, I'll have to go back there. I was actually um, hoping to maybe just take a quick trip over to Paris since I'm overseas a couple more times this year, Uh, just because I hadn't been to uh, Paris, Disney, for ooh, probably about eight years now and uh, I just kind of I like to check out Disney anywhere I am in the world really and if there's a park within a a flight you know that I have haven't frequented very much uh, I'm all in and obviously
0: you visit the parks as much as you can quite a lot and you also do some Disney cruises and this is something that many of our listeners would be interested in doing a bit more about the Disney Cruise Line. And I went to see last year the Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Magic,
1: in Liverpool
0: when it docked. It's coming back in September, so I'm definitely going to make a trip out to see the boat again. Nothing actually happens to go, you can't actually go on the boat, but you see it and just seeing it and the characters coming out even interact oh. with you on the side of the cruise. It is magical and it looks really a really good experience. But what yeah. cruise ships have you been on and what's the difference in offerings with the cruise line?
2: You know what, I've been on three out of the four and actually I'm going to be on the fourth one in June, the Wonder going to Alaska. And our very first uh, ship was the Magic and it. so the Magic and the Wonder are a little bit smaller than the Dream and the Fantasy. I love every single ship because I absolutely love Disney cruises and I'll tell you if I could go every few months I'd be on there in a heartbeat. One thing that people need to realize about the cruise ships, uh, particularly, um, sometimes people would think, oh, you know, it's too much Disney or it's, you know, it's, it's a cruise. But I'll tell you, you will want to do absolutely everything on there. I even wanted to go to the kids' clubs because they had the coolest things going on there. <laughs> but the, the difference between, um, you know, the magic and I suppose the wonder, which I will experience, uh, those ships are smaller, and what happens when you are on a smaller ship is you get to know the cast members, uh, and they get to know you. Even the ones in the shops—I mean, they knew our stateroom number within a couple days. But it—it's just it's easier to get from uh, the bow to the stern, and it's just a little bit more intimate. The fantasy and the dream, of course, have the Aqueduct, which is a real blast, and and that is the water raft ride uh, that goes, uh, you know, high in the <laughs> above the mm. ship. And that uh, something about these ships uh, is everything is top notch. And once you take a Disney cruise, you will never ever wanted cruise on another ship and there's there's so many uh, even f- uh, people without families that cruise the the because there are as i said there's things for everybody the in the later evenings there's adult only types of things there's adult only quiet areas uh you know we've done the whole swimming pool watching the movies outside you know in the pool and for the first time at christmas we all could use the adult area which was really quite a treat. You know it was a little quieter but Disney does it right they they do everything right and this sounds like maybe a small little first impression but when we did get on there of course you head up to the buffet to have some lunch and they hand you out hand uh, wipes right away And I said, oh, I I said, is this, you know, kind of a normal thing or is this kind of a new thing? Because at that time there was different ships that had not cruise, Disney ships, but other ships had been quarantined. They said, no, they do that all the time. So, I mean, you've got the safety, you've got the cleanliness, you've got the entertainment, you've got everything. And the theater shows the movies that are still out in the theater. So we got to see Thor. But, you know, they had Coco and they had uh, another one. And it's really cool. To be able to see a Disney show on a Disney cruise ship.
0: Oh totally. And what would you rather do? Disney park or Disney cruise or both (laughs) if possible?
2: So I will say it has to be the combo. I do the parks until I drop and then get on the cruise and relax and be pampered and recover from the parks. That's the only way to do it.
0: (laughs) Well that's what I want to do in 2021. Um, Do the parks and the cruise combo if possible if I can. Um, Yeah. That would be so, I think, magical. My sister likes Universal a lot as well, um, mm. but I just like Disney as a whole.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's so funny because um, we we have never gone to Universal Studios. It, it's, you know, it's it's actually quite an expense to go to that on top of your Disney yeah. vacation, you know. And we're huge Harry Potter fans, of course, and we're there when it first started. We said, oh, well, you know, we'll come back whatever but you know what we've never we've never gone to Universal Studios it's just it's hard to leave Disney honestly it's it's really hard um and I know I'd be disappointed because I remember going to Legoland I'm like looking around I'm like well this is all cool the Lego and all that but is, is it Disney you know it's it's hard it's hard to go to something that is not Disney
0: well, that was mentioned about the parks changing um, all over the Walt Disney Company with the different parks across the globe. Uh, Paris, like you mentioned, is behind. They've got quite a lot, which I think is good for Disneyland Paris. A lot of unique attractions that have gone from, like, California, Walt Disney World, different areas that they don't have the rides, and it's good to experience them still at that park. Yeah. it's So um, it's enthralling, really, when you think about... Walt Disney World and put all the parks together, the amount of acres Disney owns as a company, it's crazy.
2: It is crazy, you know, and I believe that they have, uh, for Walt Disney World particularly, they have only built on one third of the amount of land that they have. When you think about how big that place is already, it's really mind boggling. Some of it is, uh, you know, reserved for conservation purposes, but they have a lot of room to expand. And, and I, you know, I can't imagine what it'd be like 10 years from now.
0: Oh, exactly. It's going to be even bigger, probably. Yeah. And some of our listeners uh, might be writers themselves. And what inspires you to be a book author and podcast host? And would you like to share that with us?
2: Ah, well, you know, Daniel, I really, I really love people. And... Everybody has a story, you know, more than one story for sure. And that's how we connect. And, you know, there's so many other things going on in the world. And I I really felt that if I could bring something of a positive nature, positive light to it and have others share in that as well with me, um, I just feel like I've kind of... um, been some kind of value that put some kind of value to what I'm doing and and how I live and I just um, as you know released the romance edition of the Positively Disney book series and just getting feedback now their contributors are just receiving their books across um, the world actually and it just warms my heart that I have done their story justice I really um, feel very privileged and honored to be able to share these stories that people have particularly with my love for Disney and with that Disney tie-in. It's uh, it's absolutely astounding some of the, the stories that these people have to tell and I really believe that they need to be shared and it's not only just stories that bring you uh, kind of that warm fuzzy feeling and celebration inspiration but there's stories of hope and healing bringing attention to um, different organizations that I feel are very very important like the Living Donor uh, Autism Society, the uh, Give Kids the World uh, Village at Walt Disney World, the pediatric cancer awareness uh, and and other charities that help underprivileged children reach their dreams it's just so important to share not only these people's personal stories but how they found Disney to help them through some of their toughest times and do you have like a little story you could share with us Oh, gosh, you know, and I've got a lot. <laughs> so um, I'll just, I'll try to do some recaps of, of, a, of a couple for sure. Uh, so there's there's this one boy, Hayden. He's uh, turning 18 now. Autistic child, perfect pitch. And, you know, has understood that um, people can be cruel, you know, uh, for, for children um, uh, of with that happening. And what happened is... He uh, discovered the Mariachi Cobre, that is the, those are the musicians outside the Mexican Pavilion, and ended up joining them. Now, every single time he visits Walt Disney World and does five sets, he learned all the songs on his uh, guitar, and they just welcomed him into the fold, and now he really feels a sense of belonging with society, his confidence has grown, and he he realizes that Not everybody is cruel. There are wonderful people out there. Another story I really want to tell is about a girl. uh, Well, she was a university student at the time in November 2016, watched the Frozen movie with her family when she got home from school, from university for uh, winter break. And for some reason, it clicked in her that, you know, she kind of looked like Elsa She called her friend, who kind of looked like Anna. Long story short, these two girls put together uh, this organization called A A Moment of Magic. And they visit the uh, pediatric cancer uh, wards in the hospitals, bringing Either tea parties or bedside visits, or something princessy. Even even with the little boys that actually giggle and sometimes love them a little bit more than the little girls. And you know that one girl, you Kylie McCrane, uh had that one idea that sparked from the Frozen movie. And now, believe it or not, as of this year, they have thirteen different chapters, different organizations across North America. They have five hundred volunteers, and they have met. 5,000 children, which wants me to make me cry because we've got a lot of sick children out there in 17 states and two countries, and it's all because of that movie. So, you never know the impact of a Disney experience be it through a movie, be it through musicians, be it through a visit to the parks or whatever. was absolutely incredible with uh, this. She was a young girl, nine, nine years of age, uh, really lived in a poverty-stricken area in Alberta, Canada, and her and her sister were chosen to uh, do a one-day trip to Disneyland. Now, you have to understand, Disneyland is possible to fly to, do it and and the parks, and then fly back in the day, but it's a very, very long day. At any rate, this little girl... Was so overwhelmed that she was acknowledged, and there was no signs of her, um, her previous, her life, you know, uh, back at home. And something she knew, something in her had changed, but she wasn't too sure what. What happened is that little girl, when she went back home, began to buckle down to study and didn't, and never, ever just settled again she went on to complete high school she won awards she did fundraising to go build homes uh and and playgrounds for those less privileged than this child and she was the first one to graduate high school and the first one to enter college in her family ever because of that one trip to disneyland where they acknowledge and welcome every single person that walks through those gates Them stories are amazing stories that you just
0: shared, so thank you for sharing those with us. And obviously you mentioned you've just released your new Positively Disney book dedicated to love and romance within the Disney aspect of the whole Disney world. And was there a different writing technique you're had to adapt to to write this book compared to your other two books?
2: Well, something that... Uh, you know, of course, it was all kind of the same theme, you know, whereas the other books are a compilation. And uh, so I had to be careful uh, when I was writing. So if it was an engagement, a courtship or anniversary or wedding, that it kind of didn't all start sounding a little redundant, you know. And uh, what, what happened, I found is there was, so much to the story of the wedding and like the backstory you know of of these things that they really took on um, their own quality and one thing that I found was coming out is anybody that wants to have a Disney themed wedding or engagement or whatever what be it at Disney or or at home should read my book because there's a whole lot of really uh, fun ideas Uh, there's you know sometimes people think, oh, it's impossible to get Dis- uh, married at Disney. Well, you know what? They have a huge budget uh, as far as different uh, different packages. And it is, believe it or not, possible for everybody in some regards. And so that's that's one of the things that uh, I could say. And, and, and the second thing, usually it takes me ah three or four days to order the stories this time it took me only a few hours because what what I found happened is you know I wanted to pick out a particular first six and then the last five and then the others I just left they just flowed uh as I had written them so that was kind of the difference uh with with that one particularly
0: Awesome. And obviously, random acts of kindness happen throughout the Disney parks. Oh, yeah. And obviously on the cruise line. Have you been lucky enough to experience any acts of kindness? You know what?
2: I really have. Of actually, so it, it happened a year ago. Christmas was was one of them, and uh, I had met with a, a few of the people that were contributing stories, and she—I'll name her Donna Jo. Uh, she was very kind to give our family three. They're kind of golden tickets. They're uh, for five people, each of them, and you could go. It was a fast pass. Uh, three golden fast passes. You could go to any park at any time and that was really really lovely I I thought Um, and you know on the cruise ship I did experience something too and and it's really neat because I am so aware of these amazing things happening to other people and I kind of try to reciprocate as well but when it happens to me it, it's so unexpected and it's really extra special. And it was, it, it actually was around a cooler bag, believe it or not. I had had a Disney cooler bag that kind of. Needed replacing. And uh, at that time, I was at Castaway Key, the island uh, that D- Disney owns and, and uh, stops at. I was running the 5K. They had all the cooler bags out, but I didn't want to take a cooler bag filled with water with me while I was on the 5K. When I got back, they had none left. So I went to the guest services and I said, Look, is there any way that you might have some, you know, in the back or whatever? They apologized that they didn't. And so I thought, That's fine. I'll just, you know, another time. Well, I got up to the room. And they called me and said, oh, by the way, we found some. So I went back down quickly, got one, was very happy. By the time I got back to my stateroom a couple hours later, because we kind of, my daughter and I, we were just, I don't know, shopping around or doing something. There was this beautiful big bag uh, from Disney Cruise Line with a two family-sized popcorn and three uh, crispy chocolate uh, Mickey Bars, with a beautiful note from the cast member apologizing for sending me kind of on a little bit of a wild goose chase for this um for this but it was so astonishing to walk into your room to a gift bag on your bed you know it was just something very unexpected and you know I have experienced some other things throughout the years. Um, I remember and really loved it when they had, it was the year of a million dreams. And I can't remember when that was. It was quite a while ago. And it was our first day into the park. We got Mickey bars ready to pay for them. They said, oh, no, it's on us. And, you know, so I was like, oh, that is so fun. So, yeah, I have been very fortunate to experience some of that um, as well.
0: Well, my I've, I've experienced some um, acts of kindness. One on my last trip to Disneyland Paris. And oh. I remember saying it was my sister's birthday because she was celebrating a 39th birthday at the time when I went over. Um, birthday was in September. We went to Disneyland Paris for Halloween last year. And I remember saying, can I book a cake, um, a birthday cake with Mickey Mouse? And they do what they do restaurants yeah. i remember ordering it and the girl said when's the birthday I said well tomorrow but i'll be in walt's restaurant on main street about two o'clock so i've got a reservation and she went right okay no problem so she just kept going back and telling you then she come back and she went i've got something to tell you you've been upgraded from your room you was in before <gasps> and i was like whoa <laughs> So oh. I, start, I i started to tear up and get really like excited because oh. i got upgraded and we we're staying in the main building instead of the building outside because we stopped in sequoia lodge wow um, so we got upgraded and then we went out to waltz come back after the room re- and then there was a note and a bought a big bottle of water and on <gasps> my sister's bed they spelt out denise in chocolate coins oh. my sister there i was like <laughs> did not expect that at all <laughs>
2: That's so awesome, isn't it? You know, and I really, for anybody listening that hasn't been to a park before, I always say, don't ever go out looking for the magic because it will find you. It will come to you, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be something that big, but you know, you'll you'll experience it. You you will, and because um, you know sometimes people go there kind of expecting certain things and uh but it's so isn't it so wonderful when when things like that happen that are so random and so exceptional really that good for you gosh that that's i'd love to have a room upgrade sometimes
0: <laughs> well like you mentioned i think things happen when you least expect it as well so when you yeah. don't expect it things happen and when you expect it things don't really go to plan <laughs> i guess i believe so too <laughs> think that's just the law of science
2: yeah i think so yes and there's murphy's law in there too somewhere i think
0: and obviously a big expansion for magic kingdom with the tron coaster coming
2: oh my gosh i'm so grateful for that because i thought "I've, i've got to figure out when i'm going to get to shanghai disney to experience that so i don't have to go too too soon well, that was one of what I was going to say
0: then. At the minute, I love the version of Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai. Yeah. I think wow. that looks amazing. I know the one in Paris is quite good, but I've um, when we went on that in October, I counted two drops on the ride. Oh, my goodness. But then when we went on it the second time, we only counted one, so I think they got rid of one drop. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where that was. It was on the ride. It was definitely two, but then again, it was late at night. We ridden that one on Halloween on the night time,
2: because we stayed and
0: did the Halloween
2: soirée as well.
0: Oh, fun! Yeah, the the Mickey's
2: Not So Scary Halloween party. That's those are fun. Yeah,
0: (laughs) well, it was the first time we've done um, the Halloween soirée in Paris and all that kind of stuff. Because my sister loves getting dressed up and getting into things and. I'm not really one <laughs> to get dressed up and going out and enjoy kind of things like that. So that was a new experience. I thought, well, I'm 25, the same age as what Disneyland Paris is. I'll go out and celebrate my 25th at the same time. Oh, that's great. So I did all that at the, while I was there. And it was good, but I don't think I'd do a soiree after party again in Paris.
1: Because okay. the
0: only reason for that, I think it gets a bit overcrowded. Oh really? Because oh, all okay. the parks, a small park, and because it's Disneyland, it's a lot smaller. Right. And they only do the Halloween party one night, which is actually on Halloween.
2: Oh my gosh! So, yeah, and like, it well, would be jam packed. They
0: spread it out a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And they have the after the is on selected nights. At Paris, they only do it on the thirty first, so a wow. lot of people go at that mm-hmm. on that night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness i can't imagine being one night like Walt well, disney world they start they start early september now for halloween
0: <laughs> that's what i mean it's september i think september would be good for paris to be fair because they've obviously got the two parks
3: and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um,
0: if they spread it out a little bit they could do some in the studios and some in the actual main park as well that's true that's true instead of just doing it in one night in the actual main park
2: that that would be kind of interesting. I think you would probably get more people um, involved with that as well. Because you know what, I don't know about you, but it's always fun to dress up. It really is. And and when do you have an opportunity to do so? Not that often. Uh, at least not in my family anymore. So mm-hmm. it's it's another excuse, right, to just have fun and be a kid again and remember those Halloween days.
0: Well, that's true. Well, obviously in Europe they don't celebrate Halloween like in America. Um, Yeah, they always say we do it different. We do we celebrate Christmas? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) they always say the Americans do like Halloween and Europeans do Christmas and all that kind of stuff. I don't know whether it's true, (laughs) but I know Halloween does look fun more in America and Walt Disney World compared to Paris.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. Um, so I'm Canadian and definitely the U.S. does Halloween much bigger than in Canada. And because of the Thanksgiving and the uh, Christmas season being so uh, close together here in the U.S., because, of course, now I live in the U.S., uh, it. I think the Christmas is, is spread out. So I know that Christmas is very special uh, in in Europe, in your neck of the woods, and it's it's just it's really uh, really interesting to um, to to be there at that time of year and compare it to the different countries because it, it you're right you know Christmas is huge in the UK it's big here not no but it's just different right yeah so I think it's the same
0: no matter where you are really. it's just a different tradition. Yeah. Do, do it, yeah. Just do it differently.
2: I love about Epcot, by the way, when uh, if you ever get there around Christmas, you can experience Christmas around the world and, and there's the different traditions and different um, experiences uh, that they offer at each of the pavilions, which is really, it's really fun. It's really neat. Well, I know I did the
0: first time because obviously I went to Walt Disney World the first time back in 2000. Mm-hmm. So it was just late nineties type thing type when I went last time I think it was May time I went in two thousand we went to Epcot and I think for me personally I think but as you get older you get to like Epcot a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I agree.
2: That's uh my kids say that's their favorite park actually now. And uh I mean I love it all. I, I do I don't even think I have a favorite park anymore because I, I just there's something in each of the parks that I absolutely love. Because at first I liked Magic Kingdom. I used
0: to be a kid and Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Everything that was all at Magic yeah. Kingdom. Um, but when I went back in June two years ago, it was definitely Epcot more. Because mm-hmm. I think we enjoyed, me and my sister both enjoyed Club Cool with it being hot. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> did you try, why oh, the Beverly. Did you try the Beverly?
0: I did try it. I didn't like it. My sister liked it, which was shocking. Oh,
2: is it? <laughs> that's the big thing i i you know and i tried it once i will not try it again but it's it's interesting and it is isn't that lovely that they have something like that there especially when it's hot and you can just try out all these coca-colas from around the world which um you know i it, I, I think it's just a nice treat to be able to go in and do that
0: well i think Epcot's good and all now compared to where it was when i went in 2000 because of they've, they've got the world pavilions and like you mentioned and when we went back in time, that wasn't there. Like, I don't remember it being there. Um, and going back to that, I really enjoyed going around, like, different pavilions. Because I remember when I went to a year ago and it was, I was wanting a bar of chocolate from the UK. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just craving some chocolate, but I don't know where I'm going. So I went to my sister, we'll go Epcot and we'll go to the UK. <laughs> and I'll just win <laughs> the UK funny, pavilion. Yeah. I went in there and I bought a little Minero when I was to the girl. She said, you're from the UK. I said, Jess, I just need a bar of chocolate.
2: Well, <laughs> you know what? So when we go there, we uh, go, We have to go to the Canadian Pavilion and we will buy a chocolate there, a chocolate bar there, a coffee crisp or something, or we'll go to the UK because the UK chocolate is very similar to the Canadian chocolate. Um, so I'm with you there, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like those, I'll tell you. Yeah, it's it's and and you know, as you know, the food there is wonderful, and it's really nice that the over-the-counter food is a variation of what they ha- offer in the restaurants. So you get a real choice, a real variety of of different foods. I I, I really enjoy that. Because we do most, most of the time we do over the counter because we found that um, doing the tables, you know, table sitting service, we found that we are always running to our um, reservation instead of enjoying our park experience. Well, this
0: is what me and my sister experienced in Paris. What you just mentioned about that. We was in, we went, when we did it in Halloween, we only went on, I think it was two or three rides a day. Okay. And me and my sister were like, well, we only did two so with rides. Why didn't we do more? We didn't do It's a Small World. We didn't do Dumbo. It's like the classic rides. We didn't do, and they're like, the must do rides. And, I was like, and we was like, well, why didn't we? And then we worked it out. It's because we had meal reservations, sit-down service, table service. Yeah. And it's like the next time we go, which is in, got it booked. We're going for New Year this year. So I'm looking forward ah. to
2: that nice yeah yeah so it's you know and and everybody does disney different right and and i've been very fortunate to be able to have gone many times and so we just learn. like for our family it doesn't work to do all those sit down meals necessarily every time you know um but anyways it's all good (laughs) i think
0: the table service meals are nice if it's like an occasion like birthdays or anniversaries type thing right Yeah, But I think if it's just like park days where there's nothing really hard, I don't think really it's the best to do them. I think counter service for definite.
2: Well, and then you're, and then, you know, well, I don't know about you, but I found when I was doing sit-down meals, a lot of times I wouldn't even be hungry yet. Yeah, that's true And so that's kind of a problem, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, what it was within Paris, Paris eat, Europeans eat a different time compared to what I eat at home as well. So okay. we found out that Europeans tend to eat, like, at 10 o'clock at night, nine ten 10 o'clock oh. in France. So they eat at different times, and the breakfast is a little bit later, even though they do an early start for the parks at night 8 o'clock. They don't okay. tend to eat breakfast till after 8, 9 o'clock, and then they'll have the last meal at 10, and then they'll go to bed on a full stomach. Oh,
3: wow. And all oh. that
0: kind of stuff. So we had meal reservation. We had to work around when it wasn't too busy. So we had to factor in that. So sometimes we're eating at 2 o'clock. One day it was 12 o'clock. And then you're having right. breakfast in the hotel. So by the time you've had your breakfast, yeah. you're going for lunch. And then it was like, we need to go this restaurant now to have something else to
2: eat. And it's like,
0: all you feel like you're doing is more or less eating instead of enjoying the magic of the I parks. know. I know. <laughs>
2: And you know, one thing we found too, of course, at Walt Disney World, children are considered adults at like I think it's nine years old or what, ten years old, something like that. And guess what? If you're on the dining plan, your kids don't want to eat off the An adult, adult menu. Most of them don't, anyways. You know, so it's kind of like, mm, well, that hot dog I just bought cost us uh, thirty-five bucks today. You know? <laughs>
0: What I think's oh, good about obviously Disneyland Paris is the parks. You've got other places in, obviously, the Disney Village as well to eat in. Mm. And when you go like Walt Disney World, you've got to either you've got to really stay in the park to eat over counter services. Yes, because there's no like downtown. There's another end. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. The park, whereas in Paris and obviously California, it's in like walking distance, so it's not as right. far to walk, but. For me, I think Walt Disney World's the better part, even though I like Paris. I say it all the time, even though I like Paris, I think Paris is good, but I think the castle at Paris is the better castle than Florida.
2: But, oh, okay.
0: Uh, the parks are much, much better. Because I remember I bought a Mickey Mouse jacket from the World of Disney in yeah. Disney Springs. Yeah. And one day I was on a train coming home and a woman said to me, Oh, have you been to Walt Disney World? And she was uh, from California at the time. So she was saying, have you ever been to the original Disneyland? I was like, no, hopefully one day I want to go. Because obviously the original Disneyland and the one Walt visioned and seen. She was like, well, I'd say definitely go to Disneyland in California. It's a better park than Walt Disney World. There's too many things to see and do at Walt Disney World. Oh. Whereas California, didn't. <laughs> it's all in one like, compact area. You can do it in a few days. So he was talking. Was like, well, I'd like to go, but I don't know whether I would go because the only thing what I think is different with that park is the castle with the size of the castles.
2: Yeah, there. You know, so um, something that I it's very odd when you're at Disneyland is you f- you know you're at Disney, but it feels off kilter if you are a Walt Disney World uh, person, and it definitely doesn't take you that long to walk to walk from one of the lands to the other and as a matter of fact the Dole Whip line is in conjunction with the Enchanted Tiki Room at (laughs) Disneyland which is kind of wild uh something also I found like I like to um we're starting to do um more behind the scenes tour now that my my youngest is is old enough you know to do that because there's certain things that they won't allow you to do until you you know they're 16 and Something that they have at Disneyland, which I really, really want to do, is the tour that you get to go into Walt's apartment. I just really think that would be the coolest thing to see. Um, Another thing that I think about Disneyland that... My, funnily enough, my husband has never been. He, uh, I have been to, to all the parks, but he's not made it actually to Paris Disney either. And uh, he's been past all of the Disney's, like Tokyo and Shanghai and, and Hong Kong, but he's never been able to go in. <laughs> and I do want to take him to Disneyland one day. I'm not too sure when, because we've got a couple more trips um, at Walt Disney World this year. We're pass holders, so that's our go-to park. But something about Disneyland is it is fun far busier there isn't really a uh quieter time I think unless it was like the first or second day of school when school is in which I'm not sure when their school is in but I really find that um every single time I've gone to Disneyland it's been busy and because of that I think I would save my pennies and do a VIP experience so that you get to jump the queue and do all the all the you know all the rides and have the tour uh because One thing about Walt Disney World with having all those parks is you if you watch and manage your time that you're visiting the parks, be it in the morning or late at night or whatever, you don't have to do lines. I know that for us, we don't do lines. The maximum we do is maybe 20 minutes, but you would never find us standing in line for an hour or two for anything. People do do that, but I just kind of... Uh, If I can manage my time better and eliminate the lines so that I can see more, that's the route I take.
0: Well, that's true again. And obviously Magic Kingdom, I like Magic Kingdom and obviously all the Disney parks because obviously the magic bands. Um, Yes. The key is to the magic. I think that's a really good idea. And obviously Paris have just brought out a new initiative. They're going to be rolling out in some of the hotels. So instead Mm. of the park tickets, you get paper tickets they're replacing oh. them now with a, like a credit card. Okay. So if they don't like you no know, like the technology of not tracking you and all that kind of stuff think a lot uh. of the French law went against that idea of using the technology for
2: that. Uh, okay. So yeah.
0: like a card and it's got all like your meal tokens on it. It's got your fast passes on it. It's got your ticket into the parks. Uh, okay. And everyone's like, well, it's brand-new initiative. What they brought out is your key to like, your room. So it's similar to the Magic Band. Um, right. But it's like a little card. And they've just started rolling that out in Hotel New York. Mm. Uh, and it seems a good idea, but like some people are saying, where your food vouchers are. Uh, if you've right. got a kid, it's all loaded onto one card, and it's just get deducted off. It's like a money card, basically. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. And that's handy. It, yeah. It, you know, they try to make it convenient for you, Right. Oh, totally, and I think
0: it's a good idea to have that because, obviously, in Paris, you've got to be having, like, the... I think it's good to be introduced as well in Paris, which, obviously, it might come in, in the future, is how you can do your fast passes on your mobile phone.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the My that, Disney
0: Experience yeah. app because that's an awesome app because I remember 60 days before we went to Florida um, going on the app for the first time never used it before. I remember everyone saying make sure you go on to get your fast passes early. So I think they were staying up till like they got released in US time. (laughs) And I remember (laughs) the day we went was the day of opening of Frozen Forever After at Epcot. And the minute they come on, I got a fast pass for two people. Wow. So when we went, we was talking to the people in Epcot from the Disney Vacation Club. Mm -hmm. We were speaking to them thought looking at the packages and stuff. But... Uh, they were saying that because we're from the UK, mm-hmm. they don't do the package, because obviously it's U- it's US residents more than UK, right? and all that kind of stuff, but they said you could do it if you want to do it, but they might incur fees more, because it's uh, okay. crossing the globe and all that kind of stuff, so right, we didn't end right. up doing it, but we was like, I mean, we've got a fast pass for Frozen Forever After, went. you've got gold dust there, because it's like hours wait, when it was like the first day. Yeah. I think it was and like you know, six hours yeah, wait. And-
2: I was just going to say something about fast passes too is that if you can't get on the day that you want don't give up keep trying because yeah, believe it or not uh when i mean i could never ever ever get a fast pass for uh flight of passage never and what we did is we just you know ubered it to the park because of course the buses don't go um, when the park's not open we were like second in line so we got on the ride they actually opened the ride just be, um even before the park opened so that was brilliant but you know our very last day i'll never forget i'm like well, I want to go back to Animal Kingdom. We had planned on it to see it at night, you know, Pandora at night. I thought, well, I'll just for the heck of it, I'll just see if I can get on, uh, get Flight of Passage again. Well, guess what? I got it. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was like winning the jackpot. And so you never know, like people are changing their minds about dinners, about Fast passes all the time. And I'm really careful. If we are not going to make a Fast Pass, I always delete it. But that is one thing that... Um, it isn't uh, – a lot of people don't do that, and I wish they would because it would just um, make it uh, available for others, you know what I mean? I, I would hope that maybe more people might start doing that. But I know for us, there's no – I'm sure somebody had that, uh, and then they just happened to drop yeah. it last minute because there's no way you can get on something like that, you know, a couple hours before you're supposed – you know, the the, the uh, fast pass is for – because I think I was
0: quite lucky when I went two year ago because obviously I got the fast passes for Frozen Forever After and also I managed to get a reservation for lunch for Be Our Guest Restaurant. Mm. And that's, a, mo- that's a popular restaurant. And yeah. Everyone was on about that, saying it's quite popular. Lunch yeah. reservations get filled up quite fast. You've got to book them 60 days before when they come out. But uh. sadly, I didn't eat in Be Our Guest Restaurant because I, I went in hospital in the u.s
2: (laughs) something about be our guests i never i've never ever been fortunate enough to have a reservation but you know what uh there is a way of getting in there for lunch um and it's it's worked every single time for me and uh that's without a reservation and basically i would suspect it would be for most restaurants this, but there's a t- sort of the changing of the guard for lack of a better word uh, at 10.30 in the morning They the people are finishing it's all finished, finishing up with breakfast at the different restaurants and if you go there and just plead your plead your case or whatever and and request you know to be be there for lunch uh i would suspect more often than not they will let you come back you know whatever 45 minutes or uh, later or an hour later to get in so i i suggest that little tip for people that um, are trying to get into their favorite restaurant that often when they are changing up from one meal to another you can get in
0: because so I've just noticed as well watching a um a YouTube video, which didn't know they did, I think it's new. What started is the Cinderella Castle started doing breakfast now as well. Oh, in the Magic Kingdom. Hmm, and that was a that's another popular restaurant to eat in the evenings as well
2: yeah we have eaten there before uh when our kids are really really young and it, it's really quite expensive but it's kind of cool to be in at cinderella's royal table for sure
0: and if walt was alive now or if the bob iago the ceo of walt disney company was listening to the show tonight uh, what would one thing you'd want to say to him
2: you know Daniel, really uh all i would like to say to them would be thank you. Thank you for providing a safe haven for families and opportunity to become like a child again, um, where a place where we can, you know, actually leave our worries at the gate. And I would just thank them for doing all that they have done, all that they are doing, um, that instills, uh, you know, uh, and provides a lot of Uh, celebration and healing for for many people that go there and hope for dreams and um, just really want to thank Walt for following his dream and never giving up because you know there are I'm sure there are times that he was ready to throw his hands up in the air but as he said it's kind of fun to do the impossible and he you know I'm just very grateful i would love to hear um you got a friend in me and hakuna matata okay that's good for you kim thank you daniel
1: you're locked in to believe in the magic the number one disney hit music station presented by daniel miller
4: Just remember what your old past said, for you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got trouble. And I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you We stick together to see it through Cause you've got a friend in me you got a friend in me Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am Big and stronger too Maybe, but none of them will ever love you the way I do it's me and you, boy, and as the years go by, a friendship will never die. You're going to see it's our of You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me.
5: What a wonderful phrase. Akuna Matata ain't no peasant craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's, it's our problem-free philosophy. Hakuna Matata.
6: Why, when he was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. Very nice.
5: Thanks. He found his aroma like a certain appeal. He could clear the savannah after every meal. i must answer
6: the soul, though I seem thick-skinned. And it hurt that my friends never stood downwind. And oh, the shame! It what a change in my name! Oh, what's in a name? And I got it. How did you feel? Every time and hey, I... Hey, Pumper, not in front of the kids. Oh, sorry.
5: Hakuna Matata!
6: What a wonderful phrase!
5: Hakuna Matata!
1: Magic, the number one Disney hit music station, presented by Daniel Miller.
0: So, I'd like to extend our thanks to Kimberly Bouchard for joining us on Believe in the Magic, sponsored by Lost in Disney Magic, and we're going to cross back over now to Kimberly Bouchard as she is giving one lucky listener chance to win one of her positively Disney books. This is the number one bestseller book in the whole wide world. It is truly heartwarming stories, true stories that have connected so many people. Disney magic ain't just about the things of the park. You can believe in the magic by simply being your own home. And Kimberly is such an amazing author and podcast host for the Positively Disney series. So we're going to hand over now to Kimberly on how to enter our big prize giveaway.
2: Hi, this is Kimberly Bouchard, podcast host and author of the Positively Disney book series. I'm excited to announce that one lucky listener will have the chance of winning one of my books. All you have to do is listen to the Disney mashup and guess the programs that accompany the tracks. The contest will close on April 12th at 5 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Good luck, everyone.
0: Thanks, Kimberly. That's right. One lucky listener will have the chance of winning one of Kimberly's Positively Disney books. And did you know Positively Disney is the number one best seller? And that's not all. Vibe Northwest is also will be giving away £25 worth of Disney merchandise. That is coming up real soon. So do keep an eye out for the Disney Channel mashup. Already played in part one. It'll be coming up very, very soon in part two. And we'll also be joining very soon with Kenny Craig on Believe in the Magic podcast. We'll be back in a few moments time.
1: You're locked in to Believe in the Magic. The number one Disney hit music station. Presented by Daniel Miller.
7: Mirror, mirror on
1: the wall.
7: Who's the baddest of them all? Welcome to my wicked world wicked world, we're rotten to the core, don't wanna stop, give up, I want it all cause I just ain't had enough, keep up, we're gonna show the world that there's just no stopping us, no one can hold us back, we're gonna break the rules, can't hold us back, we gotta light the fuse in us, I'm living on the wild side, wild side, no dead I need to find you I gotta find you
1: Locked in to believe in the magic. The number one Disney hit music station. Presented by Daniel Miller.
0: Did you guess any of the tracks just played? That was the Disney Channel mashup. And terms and conditions do apply. Available on facebook.com forward slash vibe northwest. All editions do apply, so please do read the terms and conditions. And this competition is also open to under-18s, but the adult must enter. And the email address to send your submissions is vibe studio at yahoo.co.uk. Any entries made after 5pm on the 12th of April will no longer be accepted. And they will be contacted on April 14th. With their prize confirmation So we're back on to the show And we're joined very very soon By a mega special guest Don't go anywhere This is Believe in the Magic Sponsored by Lost In Disney Magic With me Daniel What an incredible show so far We've already been joined by Liz Reed And also Remy Bruno All on this show And we're very excited about our next guest On Believe in the Magic Our excitement cannot get any much better than introducing our next guest let's play one song that actually takes us right in to our interview stay tuned this is believe in the magic podcast sponsored by lost in disney magic
1: you're locked in to believe in the magic the number one disney hit music station presented by daniel miller Come. We plunder, we ruffle, we loot. Drink up, yeah, Heidi, so ho We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up,
7: yeah, Heidi, show-ho. We kindle and trotter, we dream and ignite. Drink up, yeah, Heidi, so ho
4: We burn up the city, we're really a fright. Drink up, yeah, Heidi, show-ho.
7: Sailor bowl that ploughs a raging sea My heart is pierced by Cupid I disdain all glittering gold there is nothing can console me but my jolly sailor bowl. Ba dum ba dum ba da ba dum 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 ba dum
0: Track that was that was by Peter Collins and a Pirate Melody This now leads us into Our next interview on Believe in the Magic podcast This guest is such an Inspiration so this guys Is Kenny Craig On Believe in the Magic Podcast
1: You're locked in to Believe in the Magic The number one Disney hit music station Presented by Daniel Miller.
0: Joined now by Kenny Craig over on Facebook. He's a massive... i say he's got a big following on Facebook, nearly 2,500 Facebook followers on his page, Disneyland Paris Addicts. Tell us a little bit more about that Facebook group.
8: Hey, what it really was was a... Uh, a woman called Nick Louise. She started the group uh, a couple of years ago. She wanted to start a, a little group based on, you know, Disneyland Paris. You know, there there are a lot of groups kicking about. Uh, but sometimes with the bigger groups, you know, questions can go unanswered due to the extreme number of people posting. So she set up this group a few years ago and uh, asked me to join the admin team. So I think it's I think it's nearly to be coming up for two years now. We've been doing it, and it's it's a small wee group, it's a cosy group, but it's a fun group. And it's basically if anybody's got any questions in relation to their Disney holiday, or you know, eh, people asking what the weather's like at this a certain time of the year, and eh, because we're all quite experienced going to Paris, we you know we feel that we can give our expertise across and we also welcome people to post things not just relating to Paris. You know, some, some groups, it's got to be related to that subject, whereas we welcome all sorts of posts from Disney cosplay to Disney bounty, even if people want to post these the old Disney clips that they were out in the old days, the old melody tunes and everything, so we welcome all sorts, but it's a really nice, welcoming wee group, and uh, you don't really get much drama on it compared to some other groups you get, but I think that's just to do with level of numbers, but we're, we're, we've got quite a good wee number and we're steadily getting near the 2500 march so hopefully when we reach that we will be given a wee competition and uh, giving some prizes away
0: and when do you remember your first early
8: disney memory oh right i was i think the one that stands out for me i was five years of age and i was given peter pan for my birthday on vhs Back in the old VHS days And I think And and I dressed up as Peter Pan For Halloween that year Because of it Uh, So I I think that's probably the thing that the main film when I was a kid that went that got me really into Disney to be honest and and everybody wants to be Peter Pan or a lost boy but I think the older I got I think the pirates became more of an influence to be honest uh, but no I, I'd probably say the, the biggest memory for me is the earliest one was five years of age getting Peter Pan on VHS and just being totally blown away with it you know wanting to go to Neverland and all of that stuff so I think that's what's kind of started it and it's become a bit of a a mini obsession you know a a healthy one at that but still a mini
0: one (laughs) and is that where your love and passion came from for disney i I I think it was yeah i think it was yeah because i I saw a lot of these films before i
8: actually went to the parks so um, my, my generation you're growing up growing up in the 90s it was that was probably my opinion when some of the best disney films were released so you're constantly You know, every year there was some new release from Aladdin to The King, Beauty and the Beast, etc. So I I think it was probably that that made my love for Disney huge. And then it was going to the parks later on in life when you see a lot of the attractions that can relate to the films that you see and know inside and out. That's when you go, whoa, my my God, this is the thing for me.
0: And obviously Disneyland Paris announcing the three new lands, Marvel, Mm -hmm. Frozen... And also Star Wars land. What land mm-hmm. would you say you're looking for the most to explore? Uh, oh, that's
8: a very good one. Uh... To, to, to be honest, I'm I'm not the biggest of Marvel fans. I, I do like the Marvel films. I do I do think it is good that they're doing that because the Disneyland Paris was always suffering a financial loss until the Walt Disney Corporation bought the biggest shares. But I'd probably say I'm I'm looking forward to the the Frozen bit, the the Arendelle bit because I mean it, it, it looks like home at the moment. <laughs> but it, it it just looks fantastic with that big lake and you and you see, you zoom in on the picture, you see some boat coming across it, and I, th- I think that the Frozen bit will be absolutely will be stunning to see, and the fact they're building a castle
0: there. I, I think I think that'll be the most picturesque bit in the whole theme park, to be honest. Well, that was, um, I think it would be a good experience as well, because obviously uh, Anna and Elsa aren't appearing in the parks currently due to the massive weight they had when they first mm-hmm. came out with the film. I think it would be good if one of the castles, probably the Arendelle castle more than Elsa's... Crystal Palace um, uh-huh. type thing but I think it'd be good if they did like a meeting dining experience
8: oh that would be good that, because that it be works very good. well
0: obviously we'd be our guest in, over in Orlando in Florida um, uh-huh, I think which is absolutely be,
8: gorgeous
0: uh-huh. I think it would be a good experience for Paris to do something like a dining package where you can meet not just Anna and Elsa obviously Kristoff and Olaf um, well, that that would be that would be good they should maybe even look into that in the Marvel
8: experience because you, you know how in Paris you get dining with Disney princesses it doesn't really cater for, for young boys so even like a dining with um, with Marvel characters, I think there's a loose talk of that being introduced in the Hotel New York when that changes into the Marvel Hotel. I think there's a loose talk of a uh, Marvel dining experience, which I think will care to, to, to boys as well as girls.
0: Because there's a few things for the dining experience they could actually do, because obviously some of the dining experience now in Hollywood Studios um, will be closing, obviously, because of the Marvel expansion. Yeah, um, uh-huh. But obviously, like you mentioned, the Marvel would be a good experience for that. And also maybe bringing the Cantina and meeting the Star Wars characters as well. That would be really good. That,
8: that would be brilliant. Because yeah? I think mo- most of the times in Paris, the, 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 probably the, the most time you would meet the characters is if you're there for Season of the Force. Because when I've when i went, when been in Paris, I've not been at the Season of the Force. But any other time I've been in, you've not really seen any Star Wars characters. Uh, even at the Halloween party, I know there was a, a Chewbacca at this, uh, the soiree party and we missed, we missed that character, but you don't really see them walking about as main characters as frequent as you would see you know, Mickey, Minnie and Goofy, etc. So I think that would be good to expand on that because it's good getting the younger generation into Star Wars because it's, it's an absolutely amazing franchise.
0: Well, obviously, it's always expanding with the Star Wars universe and all that kind mm-hmm. of canon universe. It is. I think really that was the most surprising element in the whole announcement was the Star Wars land. because so obviously, the building in Anaheim in California, oh, at Disney know. World, it was beyond anyone's expectations to get a Star Wars land over in Paris. And I think it's good how the Walt Disney Company are staggering it as well. They're not just opening all at once
8: that's right I, I think it's something like I, do, I don't know if they're starting it in 2021 i might be wrong and i think it's going to end in 2025 again i might be wrong these are just numbers i've seen online but i i, I think it's i think it's good to stagger it so they don't hit you all at once with it so it gives you a chance to enjoy each attraction while you know each land while the other land is being built i, I just hope though that they don't touch the tower of terror and change that into our Gardens of the Galaxy ride Because I, I think there's something classy about that I, I, I think that's one ride That should not be touched to be honest
0: Hollywood Tower Hotel is going for some uh, Renovation soon as well um, that's, that's right yeah, There's quite quite a lot of rides in Paris That are going to be closed I think at the moment as well The Phantom Manor's
8: closed and I think that reopens uh, for Halloween uh, And then that's closing again. So I'd be quite curious to see What they're doing there
0: because obviously in Paris, this is quite a controversial topic as well, um, is the smoking in Disneyland Paris, and obviously it's a European thing, uh, always happens quite a lot around the parks, but obviously now mm-hmm. Disneyland Paris have brought out obviously the maps where the smoking areas are, and obviously a lot of people are going now and they're seeing that being more enforced, which is good um, mm-hmm. for Disney, because obviously Walt wanted it to be a smoke-free park and different areas and all that kind of stuff, but... Obviously, in Paris, it's a bit more harder, I think, um, with how the French are around uh, that kind of stuff. Uh,
8: yeah, it is. That, that's something we noticed then. We, we were in the queue for a Peter Pan ride, and I mean, there's sometimes my wife and I have the odd cigarette, but we wouldn't have it in a, in a Disney park. And there was a family in front of us, and they were quite happily in the queue lighting up. Uh, we were the, we were getting the smoke coming behind us, and we just thought, one, it's disg- where are they going to put it once they're finished? Because there's no ashtrays, there's no bins like that. And we just thought it was disgusting because you. you, you- you, you don't want to, you know what it's like if you walk down Main Street USA in Florida, you can smell the pheromones and things like that. You can smell cookie dough, etc. You don't want that being masked by the smell of nicotine and cigarettes. So I, I do think it's good they are enforcing that. But as you said, the thing is, it is quite a French way with them smoking. So I, I do think there'll be a bit of an adjustment period for some of them. But I'm glad they are doing it because you don't want to walk
0: through a theme park and, and you come out smelling of cigarettes. Oh, no, that's totally true. And, obviously, I think it's more... Even when you go through, like, the airport, you see a little smoking area in the airport. Um, and that's sort of the smell as you sort of gets when you walk into France. I know, for me, that was one of the first things I noticed. I was like, mm-hmm. at first. But I didn't see it more... I didn't really see it in the parks, to be fair, um, when I went. But I know some people have said they've seen them um, enforcing it a lot more, which is good um, for any park. Because, obviously, a lot of people who come from... Maybe the American parks, the Asian parks, coming over and seeing an experience that might not be a good experience for them. Um, no, no, because you you hardly see that in Florida
8: and in, in, in the theme park you hardly see. It. I think also in Florida it's too, it's too hot to do that. I, th- I think it would be a culture shock for uh, from the Americans or the, the people that uh, that come from a uh, Tokyo etc. to to France and to see that.
0: And obviously, random acts of kindness in Disney is quite unexpected as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Have you been lucky to ever get any random acts of kindness? Uh, Yeah, we did. When we were at the
8: the Halloween soiree, there was a cast member who's who's on the the Disney group that, that I help admin, and his name's Raphael. And uh, we were chatting for ages before we went to Paris. He's a huge fan of Paris, the Caribbean, and I showed him my costume, etc. And uh, he said, "Oh, we need to get a photograph when we meet." And uh, we 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 met him just near Big Thunder Mountain, and he, he gave the kids, he gave my two step kids uh, presents, which I thought was really nice. He gave uh, my the wee girl, he gave Kimberly a uh, Frozen uh, Elsa. And he gave Lewis my stepson on a Jack Skeleton pen, which was so so nice. I mean, there was no need for it, you know. Just just meeting him enough was nice, but that really made the night. That that was lovely. That that I would say that's probably one of the nicest things we've we've seen because it was totally unexpected as well.
0: I know actually the cast members work so hard in Disneyland Paris. I think some, uh-huh. I think so many times the cast members are unappreciated by guests sometimes, and even like when you visit the parks, the minute your last day or something, just going into City Hall and appraising a certain aspect of the the cast members is a fantastic thing to do. Well, that, that's,
8: what, that's what we, well, we didn't go into City Hall, but what we did was uh, we tweeted uh, Disneyland Paris uh, with a photograph of me and the cast member and, you know, basically sang his praises. So uh, hopefully, you know, it did go back to him. But when we met him, he was only on a temporary contract. But then I think a few weeks after, he then sent me a message going, he's been uh, upgraded to a full-time contract. And I think he's now stationed at Hyperspace Mountain and absolutely loves it. So So good on him.
0: So obviously, with Space Mountain, that's now Hyperspace Mountain. Obviously, reverting mm-hmm. soon, I think, back to its original state. I think that's, I like Hyperspace Mountain, but I think Space Mountain Mission Two was better.
8: That, yeah, I, I think I think the whole steampunk feel of the original ride was good. I, I, that's what I loved about it. I, I prefer that Space Mountain than the Space Mountain in Florida and Walt Disney World. I think the one in Paris is more intense, and uh, it's, it's quite funny how some of the planets are actually oversized cookies projected onto the wall. That, that, that's something a lot of people don't know. The chocolate chip cookies that are projected, that look like planets eh, and asteroids, etc. But yeah, I, I've not been on hyperspace mountain yet. I'll, I'll be hopefully going on that this year when I, when I go back for Halloween. But I, 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 again, I do like the old steampunk because I think that tied in really well with the Nautilus ship, uh, submarine that's there so I do think that whole steampunk look vibe really really worked and to us I don't think it should have been touched but <laughs> that's just my opinion.
0: Because obviously a lot of people saying as well with the Star Wars land uh, being planned for the expansion with Walt Disney Studios, technically Paris already have a Star Wars land, a small land in Discoveryland and the the idea is Will we end up with two parts of the Star Wars universe? Will we end up with the one we've got now in Discoveryland? Or will they change that and put, like, Star Tours over in the studios?
8: Oh, that's a very good one. I think I think they should keep Star Tours in the Disneyland park in Discoveryland because that, that's iconic. I mean, that's even you, when you're a kid you used to watch the old Euro Disney TV adverts. It always showed you that. I think that... What's good about that, I think that shows classic Star Wars, you know, like Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, etc. Whereas what's good about the Star Wars land is hope they'll probably be incorporating, you know, the, the prequels that were made and, and then obviously The Last Jedi. So I, I do think it's good to have it in both parts, because I think you'll see both different aspects of the Star Wars universe that way.
0: And obviously Paris reopened Pirates of the Caribbean a few months back now in Disneyland Mm -hmm. Paris with a refurb, obviously adding in the elements of Captain Jack Sparrow Mhm. And what do you think about the? I've been on that ride when that ride was in Florida because I think I think it's
8: virtually quite similar how you go up and Blackbeard appears now. Whereas when I when I first went on uh, it was Davy Jones and then Blackbeard appeared It's I think it's quite good. I think I think it's quite good. You know, having the animatronic and the Barbosa animatronic where. Uh, you know you see him turning into the skeleton when the moonlight hits and that's absolutely fantastic but it is good bringing in the Captain Jack element I did like the original storyline of the ride you know the old rustic feeling but you know a sign of the times everybody associates Pirates of the Caribbean now with with Captain Jack Sparrow so I think it is good they have they have got him in it and I do know sometimes Johnny Depp himself has been prone to hide in some of the rides in California there's a video clip of him standing in the ride pretending to be a mannequin scaring the people and it's absolutely be fantastic. So I, I do think it's a really, really good addition uh, to the ride, and I think it's h- helping the younger generation get into the whole Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Because when that first film came out, a lot of these kids wouldn't have even been born. You know, I, I was quite young myself when the first film was released. So I, I do think it's good that they're bringing that in, and uh, that ride is moving forward. And I think as well, they're changing. Unless I've already changed it, there's a there's a there's a section where it looks like a. Uh, Ladies are being auctioned off to be married, but I think that's now been changed. So the lady with the red hat's now a pirate. That
0: has been changed in Paris, I think. Oh, right, right. I I don't know. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing that when I'm next there. I think it was, I think that scene though was a bit controversial, but I think it was a part of the times when we were about pirates and all that kind of stuff being the auction. Um, or a lot of I, that, that, that's it that's it I, that, that's it exactly
8: because you know back then when you see that you think oh that's just back then you know that's what they did in those days but when you think of it <laughs> it's not very nice uh, so maybe it's good that they have changed that because you, you don't want you don't want kids seeing that and going. Oh well, if it was alright for them to do it back in the day, then is this the right way forward? So it's it is, it is good they have taken you know taken views on board and opinions and stuff and changed it. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what, how it looks.
0: because obviously with Pirates of the Caribbean, it's I would say it's one of the best films uh, Disney have released. To be fair, uh-huh. um, with the aspects of. Pirate and all that kind of stuff an adventure. With Pirates Caribbean in Paris. I thought it'd be very much similar to the one in Shanghai. Ah I think that ride on when I've watched the videos on YouTube, that ride does look fully immersive. Obviously they use Far more screens and projections than Paris. Saint.
8: That's right, and they've got David Jones, and have got you actually see like the, the the flying Dutchman coming out of the water, and the, and the Kraken's popping. out. That that looks that that ride looks absolutely spectacular over there. They they certainly don't don't do things you know lightly over there. So uh, that's uh, that's one of my missions is to go over and actually go on that ride. I think that ride would be probably the best ride out of all the parts of the Caribbean rides in the parks.
0: Because obviously, as well, with Walt Disney World turning 50 in a few years, obviously they've got the new Tron roller coaster as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quite happy that's going to Walt Disney World because obviously I don't have to make a trip to Shanghai.
8: No, of course the Detroit roller coaster looks fantastic. So it does it, but I mean, it looks quite scary. But it looks fantastic. I always thought there was uh, there was some loose rumor that Paris were interested in it, but that's obviously been thwarted because it's not going to Walt Disney. World. But I, I do think it, Walt Disney World would make a better home for it, to be honest.
0: You're a Captain Jack impersonator as well, and how oh, you... it's, really, well, it's,
8: uh, it's really just uh, the, the, the funny thing was working as, as as a Jack Sparrow lookalike. It's a uh, you don't really know where you're going to be placed. You'll get a phone call. Like I've got my own website, or I'm with a few lookalike agencies, and they'll contact to go, "Oh, you free for an event?" You know, in Yorkshire, an event up north in Aberdeen on a date. But in terms of public events, and there's like, a lot of pirate events that happen all over. You the Liverpool Pirate Festival, and a. Uh, th- uh, things like that, and there's Hastings Pirate Day that's full of hundreds of jacks, but for myself, at the moment, all this this the benefit people that live in Scotland if they want to pop along and say hi is uh, I'm doing a pirate day at Heads of Air Farm Park and that is in July and then there's also a big canal festival in Kirk and just outside Glasgow but I'm doing, I've got a friend that does Davy Jones with me so I've got him coming along, and his costume is fantastic. He actually got asked to leave the Magic Kingdom at the Halloween party because so many people were bugging him for photographs, and he got told, "Yeah, I need to take the mask off, or you need to leave." So his costume is incredible, and uh, me and him, we actually went to the one of the Glasgow uh, premieres of the the Last Pirates of the Caribbean film. We were we were asked to appear for on behalf of Odie, and and um, we were we were seeing the film afterwards, so we were getting some funny looks walking in with our popcorn dressed up as Captain Jack and Davy Jones. But, but no, it's, it's really good fun. But yeah, if any people want to come along and, and see my website, uh, www.captainsparrowlookalike.com and I always post me updates of you know, where, I'm, where I'm going to be making port and things like that. And people are more than welcome to pop along and say hi. Uh, I usually give out Aztec coins to people and my mate Davy Jones, we give out uh, stickers They'll say either Team Jack or Team Davy. So we usually go up to the kids and go, which crew do you want to go in? So it's, it's good banter. It's good family fun banter.
0: And um, if the Walt Disney Company or the CEO was listening to this podcast, what would you like to say to them? I'd maybe watch out with the constant increase of ticket prices in Walt
8: Disney World because it's. I've seen. I've got a lot of friends and they live in Florida and they're even complaining about the hike in price. Even though yourself, to travel from the UK to Florida, the flights and hotel are okay, but for a family of four, you're looking at over £2,000 just for the Disney tickets, so I'd probably say they should maybe watch the ticket price. I understand they've got to go with inflation and the new attractions, but the amount of money the Walt Disney Corporation makes, that's probably the main thing, is I maybe wouldn't
0: hike up the ticket prices as much to be honest, that that's probably the main thing. Other than that, and how can people get in touch with like your Facebook groups and your websites and stuff? Yeah, well, on the the Facebook group, they would just need to search Disneyland Paris addicts, and either
8: myself or one of the other lovely admins in in the group. We've got a we've got Nick, we've got Emma. A, and we've got, we've got Laura as well. So they, they would ex- just accept it. And we usually always encourage if you join, if, you know, if you get accepted, just say hi. Just so we know that there's somebody new there and we can welcome them. And from my website, as I said, the best thing to, to contact me in relation to any pirate events or uh, what, I'm, what I'm doing is uh, uh, com, And I've got pictures and videos and just, just all the general pirate
0: daftness on there. And to end our interview today, what two tracks would you like to be played?
8: A good one, that, that because it actually reminds me of my wife, this was quite it's quite mushy mushy, is You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan, uh, the Phil Collins song. And I'd, I'd probably say if you could play uh, Yoho A Pirate's Life for Me from the Ride, right, that, that, <laughs> those two tracks are probably amongst my favourite.
0: I'll definitely get them played for you is there any shout out or anything you'd like to do as well And shout out yeah I'll just, I'll just give a,
8: a, a shout out to, to all my crew that helped me do pirate events a shout out to my lovely wife Claire and my stepkids Lewis and Kimmy I, um, they'll be listening though, just, and uh, they've always been a great support even you know when I first met them they were even taken back that I like to dress up as a pirate and get paid for it but uh, no, they've been an absolute great support and probably a shout out as well to everybody that, that listens that's on the group and all the lovely admins of the group and it's just hope hopefully everybody all stays friendly because that's a nice community the Disney community is very friendly so it would be nice to, uh, that it kept that way so yeah just a shout out to everybody that's listening and uh, hope everybody's safe and well
0: yeah and that ends for tonight thank you for joining us Kenny oh no worries thanks very much mate. thank you very much
3: Come
5: stop. Take my hand, hold it tight I will protect you from all around you. I will be here, don't you cry For once so small, you seem so strong My arms will hold you You cry, 'cause you'll be in my heart. Yes, you'll be in my. They can't escape
6: Where are <laughs> January, right, we got we're the we 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 right. we're we're right. no. and we are and
0: once again to Kenny Craig for joining us on Believe in the Magic podcast and this show can't get any better can it and we're going to be carrying on with the show no more guest interviews but we're going to be chatting more about more land expansions now it's today which is actually Thursday you'll be listening to this on Monday Disneyland Paris have announced an expansion to the Disneyland village over in Paris we're chatting a bit more about that a little later on But we'd like to highlight some massive events happening over in Disneyland Paris. This was actually forgotten to be talked about by Remy on the show. So he has sent me some notes and we're going to chat a bit more about these as well. So new annual pass events for Infinity and Magic Plus holders for the first time on the 30th of March. For Infinity holders and we'll celebrate the Tower of Terror 10th anniversary and the people attending that event will receive a special pin and lanyard that event has already sold out it's going to be such an incredible event especially with the theming of the tower of terror that would be such an incredible event and there's going to be more events for annual pass holders this year over at disneyland paris for sure also they have a brand new line of merchandise for annual pass holders which are available for infinity and magic plus this includes pins lanyards cups along with other cool products these will be available from flora's boutique on main street usa and i am not just saying this hand on heart they do look fantastic and if you are an annual pass holder definitely go into flora's have a look around as well it, everything on these land is themed so so good but the annual pass merchandise is such a good thing for these land to have as well as that, the Festival of Pirates and Princesses hits Disneyland Paris this month, running from the 30th of March to 30th of May, with new exciting characters during the parade. Will you be a fair maiden, or will you be a rough scallywag and join the pirates team? And also, they will have such a new, incredible flow on that parade. This parade is all about your interaction. They'll be going down Main Street and stuff, uh, so many different times, one time you could be on the princess team, another time you can be behind the pirates. It's such a unique experience that Disneyland Paris are bringing the Pirates and Princess event to Disneyland Paris. If you're in Disneyland Paris, between those dates, do go along and enjoy the Festival of Pirates and Princesses. Also, Electroland returns for its second year this summer with more acts and more nights than last year. Running on the 29th and the 30th of June 2018 in the studios. Tickets are on sale now and this looks truly a magnificent event. If you've been to Glastonbury, this is so much more. You're in the middle of the magic of Walt Disney Studios and obviously there's going to be massive expansion happening from 2021 through to 2025. What an epic way to celebrate Walt Disney Studios in Paris by going to this event electroland as well as that event we have the magical pride and it returns for its fifth year we only actually thought it was the second year but it has been confirmed by disney it's the fifth year and it returns this autumn with exclusive and special events merchandise and ride opening late for those guests attending magical pride is the 11th to the 14th of october and packages will be on sale soon One Sue's Packages do go on sale. Lost in Disney Magic, our sponsor, will be posting out information about this Magical Pride event. It is such an amazing event as well. Another event not to be missed. Also, Halloween happens every single year on the 31st of October at Disneyland Paris. They call it the Halloween Soiree. It's not the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party they have over in Walt Disney World, but it's just as fun and exciting. Last year... The Main Street Ghost wasn't there due to the 25th anniversary. They will be back this year, back on Main Street, where they do belong. It's going to be bigger and better than last year. And also, we have the reopening of Phantom Manor. And the question goes, will we have a layover for Halloween? Will there be a different theme? Will we have similar to Disneyland in Anaheim? Will we see Nightmare Before Christmas theme? Halloween and Christmas layover. It'll be cool to see that Or will we have something totally different. We'll have to wait for the Halloween season to get started over in Paris, but that will be here before you can say Believe in the Magic. Trust me, it is crazy and loads more events happening in Disneyland in Paris this year. It's such a big year and obviously for the land expansions, more to be seen very soon. Before we chat a bit more, we're going to be playing this song. This was, the fir- this was out of the film Coco. This is Remember Me. It is the upbeat version. And we're we'll back very soon to talk a bit more about Mary Poppins' returns and also a little bit more about the new land, new expansions happening in the Disneyland Paris Village. We can't wait. Stay Believe in the Magic with me, Daniel. And Quinn Up is Coco. And Remember Me playing on Believe in the Magic.
7: Remember me, the one. I-
5: Te, doy, te llevo.
7: Keep our love alive, I'll never fade away If you close your eyes and let the music play Keep our love alive, I'll never fade away If you close your eyes and let the music play Keep our love alive, I'll never fade away Remember me For I will soon be gone Remember me
1: To believe in the magic the number one disney hit music station presented by daniel miller
8: It is wonderful to see you
9: yes it is isn't
0: it who doesn't feel the nostalgia of that trailer from mary poppins returns just played on believe in the magic podcast with me daniel and that comes out christmas day this year nine months can't come sooner we've already got the countdown in Five northwest believe it or not and also lost in disney magic we can't wait for mary poppins returns and also earlier on in part one we listened to christopher robin and that does is a good trailer but for me mary poppins returns does win my vote on the best trailer it is pure magic if you don't already know check it out on facebook.com forward slash vibe northwest we do have Mary Poppins trailer, and also do check out the Christopher Robin trailer too. There are two trailers that are going to be absolutely amazing. Not to mention, in a few weeks, we will be chatting more about A Wrinkle in Time. That film we'll be watching when it comes out in the UK in a few more weeks, and that will be reviewed on Believe in the Magic in the future. But announced today, more planned money going into Disneyland Paris. This is beyond um, what anyone probably imagined. We didn't imagine Star Wars land. We kind of had an idea about Marvel. And we didn't expect um, a frozen land. Because Anna and Elsa have not been in the parks to meet since 2014. Because the lines were insanely huge. So this is all big news to Disneyland Paris. And also, believe in the magic, we can't believe it. And it's as if Mary Poppins has actually come down. Disneyland Paris and now... Tinkerbell and all the gang are spreading and which is amazing. As part of that 2.5 billion euro investment into the parks, they're actually going to be changing the Disneyland village as well. That is okay. Some changes will be good. At the moment, it's not been confirmed, Planet Hollywood will be changing its theme a little bit, as well as there is plans for brand new entertainment within the village. So we could be losing... The Buffalo Bills Wild West show, not confirmed yet, but opening brand new doors for the Disney Resort, also for non-guests who visit the Disneyland Village it's a shopping area obviously they've they've altered disney springs from downtown disney area that is now it's an alright area over in Walt disney world but it's more like a shopping city basically it's not doesn't feel disney so hopefully within paris they make it more disneyfied um make it as good as where it is now or even better could we see more nightlife within the disney village i know a lot of people enjoy the nighttime entertainment could we see that coming back with a stage in the front of the the village. We could see anything happening, and we're gonna be wrapping up this show now, so hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Stay tuned as the finale is a mashup of all Disney magic plus more. This track is from DJ Technoid, and this is 60 Years For Your Ears. This was a mashup of celebrations for the Disneyland park over in Hanaheim, California, and this is gonna end us tonight, guys. Thank you for joining us, Thank you to all our guests, Remy, Liz Reed, Kimberly Bouchard, and also Kenny Craig. And more news and more shows coming up next month. So don't go anywhere, stay. Believe in the magic and check out Lost in Disney Magic. And remember to keep listening and try and guess those tracks we played for the Disney track mashup. That's it, guys. Peace and love, and I'll see you next month. (laughs)
10: the Magic Kingdom of Disneyland. Your attention, please.
9: I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a monorail.
10: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain, and I'd like to welcome you aboard the Disneyland Monorail. For your safety during our travels, please keep your hands and arms inside the cabin and remain seated at all times. And no smoking, please. Thank you. Welcome to Disneyland, everyone. Please tear out your e coupon. I'd like to read these few words of dedication.
9: To all who come to Disneyland, to all who come to this happy place, to all who come, come, to all, who come, to place, to all who come to this happy place, Disneyland. All who come, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Disneyland, 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 Disneyland is your land. Welcome, 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 welcome. Here, age, here, age, relives fond memories of the past. Here, age, relives, relives fond memories of the past. And here, youth may savor the challenge and promise. that it will be a source of joy and inspiration
10: Por favor, por favor, please.
7: Attention planes, all droids leaving the system.
6: Commotion motion downstream, the motion downstream. I
5: am the first, I, I am, am, for centuries. Man had but his own two eyes to explore the wonders of his world. I am the first, and then he invented the microscope. The microscope.
9: I am the first person to make this fabulous journey. Now your adventure through inner space has begun, has begun please remain seated my playful case. spooks have interrupted our tour tour I am your
6: host your ghost host <laughs> there's no turning back now welcome foolish mortals creatures <laughs> To socialize don't Now don't close your eyes And don't try to hide For
1: Safari near the African Belt. As you may recall, this safari has remained missing longer, yet had more sightings than any other in history. Also in the news, an entire jungle cruise tour group has disappeared in the riverfront region. Authorities are trying to determine their exact whereabouts. It is the fourth reported incident involving the jungle cruise this month. This month.
10: Disneyland, 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 to the Magic Kingdom of Disneyland, to the Magic Kingdom of
4: Disneyland. Hello there, so you found your way to Wonderland. For your safety, please remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the caterpillar. Watch your children, and keep an eye out for the white rabbit. See you in Wonderland!
10: the yellow safety zone, safety zone, safety zone, behind the yellow safety zone, safety zone. Yeah, we ain't going anywhere anyhow.
6: The bow band bows will play now in the
10: good old key of G. Zeke and Zeb and Ted and friend by her name, Tennessee. Clan USA. and rockets. Please remain seated as your flight will continue in a moment. Welcome to Mission Control, space travelers. The first part of your trip to Mars today will be directed through this room, and so will your landing when you return to Earth. Attention, attention, attention. As you can see on the wide screen behind me, we're keeping track of things on one of our many manned space stations now in orbit.
1: Good evening. This is Julie Andrews. Once upon a time, there was a magic kingdom made of hopes and childhood fantasies, a timeless place where
8: every land was filled with wonder. All aboard! All aboard! All aboard. Here we go! That's going to be planned right down there! That's going to right down there!
9: the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. Well, I'm Slew Butsu, and I'd like to welcome Thank all you of you to much. the Golden Horseshoe. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies Thank and gentlemen, gentlemen. ladies and gentlemen. the welcome that
4: is all today, Each chorus girl is a raven beauty, I love Thank my wife, but oh you cutie. Each chorus girl is a raven beauty, I love Thank my wife, but oh you cutie.
10: soon drive carefully on your way home good night
5: Respect the mouse.